This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody. Uh, on a Sunday afternoon after the Jet game and after the one o'clock games, this is the Mike Francesa football podcast. Remember, you can wager on the NFL at Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey and play Sugar House in Connecticut. Not just on the NFL, whatever you may want to bet on, college football or anything else, baseball as we head towards the playoffs, anything that's going on, golf, you name it, you can wager on any sport. But right now, of course, we're talking NFL. And you can remember, Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey and play Sugar House in Connecticut. And you can get this podcast on the Bet Rivers Network exclusively and uh, wherever podcasts are available. All right. Watching some of the analysis of the early postmortem on the Jets, I think a lot of it is nonsense, especially from the coach. He made the game seem far more competitive than it was. This was a game where one team completely outclassed the other team. And then when they got the lead, they toyed with them. Because let's be honest, the Bengals did some dumb things in the second half. They should never have gone on that fourth and one. They When a field goal would have put them up 21 points, they did. They gave the Jets a little life there. Uh, and they missed a late field goal. They also missed a couple of throws that could have really broken the game wide open. And they led the game pretty much soup to nuts, start to finish by a comfortable margin. It was their game all day. Burrow down, despite the fact he'd been uh, sacked 13 times. They got him down twice today. He was sacked 13 times coming into the game. He quickened up his offense a little bit today. He spread the ball around, not just looking in for chase today. Uh, He spread the ball around a lot more and got rid of it uh, more quickly. Uh, And the Jets showed their immaturity with some very dumb penalties. Plus, uh, they did not protect Flacco at all. When When Flacco doesn't get protected, you don't get anything good from him. When you can protect him, he can move the offense because he can throw the football. But he can only throw the football when he's got time to throw and when he's got space to be able to move his feet and throw. When Flacco gets pressure, he gets gives up the ball too easily when he gets hit. Way too easily. Plus, he's going to be forced into turnovers, not just giving up the ball on the fumbles, on the uh, fumbles when he gets sacked. Also, he's going to give up the ball on interceptions, and the Jets today turned the ball over way too much. They didn't make any plays. They also were immature in spots. Now, you keep seeing glimpses of good things. The Jets are headed in the right direction because they have players. They have some players, but if they're going to go anywhere and they're going to make the change back, to the kid, we know that, okay? They can't wait to do it. But they have got to straighten out their offensive line and solidify 
those tackle positions before they're going to go anywhere. Now, the reason why there's such a disparity between the running game and the, and the amounts of passing attempts is because they got, they're down big in, their, in, their, in every game. And, and today again, I mean, it's another story of them tacking on some plays late. I mean, let's be honest. Cleveland gave them a miracle win last week. They made so many things happen for the Jets and made so many mistakes. Otherwise, the Jets would be searching for a victory. And that's not going to happen. The Jets have trailed at one point in their last 22 games. They have been behind at some point in each of the 22 games. They haven't had a start-to-finish win or a dominant victory. Okay? Any victory is good. We know that. Now, let's look on the positive side for a minute. Wilson's a player. They have players in the backfield. Both Hall and Carter can play. Hall's got to clean up certain things, but he's got ability. Carter's got ability. Wilson's got a lot of ability. Gardner already isn't a rookie. Doesn't play like a rookie. Doesn't act like a rookie. He's going to have his bad moments, no question. And he's a little talky when you're a, bad, when you're a rookie, even a very talented one, on a bad team. And the Jets are still a bad team. He can't talk as much as he talks. But he likes to talk. That's his game. He wants to prove he belongs with all the big guys in the league. He does belong. He's already a player. He's already an established player. He's going to be a special player. I don't think there's any question. That's a good thing. They have some players in, on defense. They have some players on offense. They have to prove they can get better at quarterback, a lot better, and they got to get better in their coaching staff, and they have to get better on the offensive line. They thought they had solved a lot of those issues with the personnel they brought in, and it all hemorrhaged. We don't have to run through the litany of what's happened. We all know if you follow it, just what's happened. Write down the line what's happened. But the bottom line is they don't have the personnel right now to put together a good offensive line, and without it, you're going nowhere. And it's just going to be a young quarterback rather than an old quarterback under duress. Like I said, this game, you knew the Bengals were going to come in and mean business. They didn't play a perfect game by any stretch. They sure didn't play a very exciting second half. Once they put up that first touchdown, the eight last 18 minutes, they were very content to just basically toy with the Jets. And that's what they did. I mean, they early on made the score 29, uh, 27 to 9, and then they were very content with that. That's fine. They went on to a 27 12 win, and they can move on. They didn't solve all their issues in one day. They have big problems on their offensive line. But we know they are a team that has talent. We know that. But this isn't about them. It's about the Jets. And the Jets are showing you some things that you like, but they're still showing you a lot of things that you don't like and a lot of things that have to change before they get better. Next week, they're going to see the Steelers. 
We don't know yet who's going to be a quarterback. But the Steelers defense is going to put a lot of pressure on the Jets with their defense. There's no question that defense is going to put a lot of pressure, especially in their building, on the Jets. Now, the Jets should be able to do a real good job on the Steelers offense because they haven't made the change yet from Trubisky, which it should have happened before they ever left training camp. We know that. It will eventually happen. I don't know what week it will happen, but it will eventually happen. But we know their defense can be very, very tough and put a lot of pressure on the Jets. So that game, and then you follow that up the next week with a visit from the Dolphins. I understand historically the Jets have always given the Dolphins trouble, but right now the Dolphins are going to be riding very high. They are coming off. They don't see them for two weeks. I know that, but the Dolphins will have time off because they're going to play Thursday night. They play the Bengals Thursday night. If they get that game, they're 4-0. They beat the Bills today. Now you see them at 3-0, feeling very good about things after a win over the Bills. Bills couldn't handle the heat. They were banged up on defense. Allen made some really big mistakes for him and some, you know, did some things pretty poorly today. But that, and listen, he's not perfect. And they fell short. But now they're off to, you not only have the Bills to deal with, you have the Dolphins to deal with at 3-0, and and you're going to see them in Week 5. So a trip to Pittsburgh followed by the Dolphins is anything but easy for the Jets right now as they try to transition forward and not have this thing fall apart real easy, real early. Not have this thing just completely fall apart real early. You'd like to get a couple of W's up, which at least keep the fan base energized and keep your young players excited and interested in buying in. And that can really fall apart quickly when you find yourself buried in a division. That can happen here in the next couple of weeks. So things have got to improve, especially on that offensive line. And they have to show more maturity. They've got to get off the field on defense. They've got to be able to make the big play when it presents itself on offense. Get that big first down. Get that big red zone play. Do the things that, you know, turn what were field goal drives into touchdowns. But none of that's going to happen until you can stop your quarterback from being under duress, whether he's old or young. Under duress is not going to work. And that's where things are headed right now with this offensive line in the position that it's in. So you would call today, off last week, you'd clearly call it a step back. Last week took a lot of pressure off. Took a lot of pressure off the coach. Took a lot of pressure off the players. There's no question. Getting that first win in this league and getting it the way they got it was a very big positive. But that's going to wear away very quickly in the next couple of weeks if there's not another win to back it up. Now, going around the league, 
as far as the 1 o'clock games, two guys are playing really exceptional football in this league right now. Two guys. The first is Hurts. The Eagles are playing very well. He was sensational again today, threw for 340 and three touchdowns. Didn't run a lot today. Ran nine times for just 20 yards. Didn't have one of his running days, but 22 or 35. He and Smith have become a major combination. Smith had 169 yards and a touchdown. They broke the game open early and then, you know, kind of coasted home from there. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't score in the second half. They put up 24 in the first half. Uh, Washington had nothing in the way of offense. And they coasted to another easy win. They are doing things very right, and he is doing things very right. The other guy who is playing that well and doing just a uh, terrific job is uh, without question, without question, the Raven quarterback. I mean, he is he is really doing a heck of a job. Lamar Jackson today uh, threw for four, ran for a fifth in the win over the Patriots. Uh, he passed for 218 and four touchdowns. He rushed 11 times for 107. He's the only guy in the league who's going to give you four touchdown passes and 100 yards rushing. Uh, no, no one else is going to do that. We know that. Now, he's got to convert it into victories in the postseason. We understand that. But in the regular season, he's going to give you those dynamic, like that 38-yard run today. He's going to give you plays like that and give you the kind of offense that you're getting right now from the Ravens. The Ravens have a million defensive injuries. I mean a ton. To the point where some of those guys are gone, they're going to have to develop defensive players. They're not going to get all these guys back. They're going to have to develop some new faces, and that is a very good coaching staff. That is a very good head coach, and he can do that. Plus, breaking Dobbins back into the lineup will help. You know, Hill can run, and he's elusive and quick, and Dobbins is another very talented runner. They have weapons now. They have a great tight end in Andrews right now, probably with Kittle banged up the only tight end better than Andrews is Kelsey. But they're getting play from uh, Bateman. They're getting play from DuVernay. uh, And obviously they're getting a lot from their quarterback. A lot. And those two guys have been terrific. The Bears got a win late over the uh, Texans. The Texans at 0-2-1 have been competitive, but they haven't won a game yet. The Raiders tried to come back and tie it with a two-point conversion. They got down big on the Titans. The Titans held on for dear life and won it on a two-point conversion. The Colts desperately needed a win today. They got a win, not because they were good, not because Matty Ice was good. He had two costly fumbles again today and did not look good, although he did make a late touchdown pass that was nicely thrown. But the Chiefs, Missed a very costly 34-yard field goal. Their field goal kick is still hurt. Had a 
unbelievably big penalty that kept a drive alive at 17-13 and allowed the Colts to keep the ball and drive it down the field and get the score with 20 seconds left to win it 2017. It is a game, the Colts, the game will not hurt the Chiefs. It is a game that, and the Chiefs should have won it. It is a game that the Colts had to win, desperately had to win, but they still don't look good. And things that should be working for them are not working yet. But they're 1-1-1. One, one, and, one. and for a team that has a habit of starting slow and then building quickly, that's not that bad. This team could easily be 0-3. Instead, they're 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and they have to count their blessings. As I mentioned, the Dolphins beat the Bills 21-19. Bills had their chances. They knocked on the door. I mean, uh, a rare, a rare game where, hey, listen, Allen threw 63 passes. He passed for 400 yards. He ran for 47 yards. His wide receivers were going down one after another with cramps. I mean, it was, you know, that kind of day in the heat of Miami. But he had three fumbles, including one that he lost that was a crusher. He missed a wide-open receiver on fourth and goal before they forced a safety on the punt. Really, he kicked it into his up, man. I mean, that's what, what he did, and it went out of bounds. But... Allen had throws he could have made, and he didn't make today. So, you know, usually you expect him to be that good. You're going to look at that game and say, hey, he threw for 400 yards. Well, he threw 63 passes. But the point is, he didn't make the plays you expect him to make as an MVP candidate every single week. And the Bills have a loss, and the Dolphins don't. Wasn't a big offensive game for the Dolphins. But for the most part, they had, just to give an example, the Bills had 500 yards, the Dolphins had 200. The Bills had the one critical turnover that was Allen's fumble. Dolphins didn't make any mistakes. They weren't explosive in any way. But the Dolphins found a way to win the game and right now find themselves going into Thursday night's game at 3-0 and and riding very, very high. The Bills would be fine if you had the Bills going undefeated. Sorry, you know, they weren't going undefeated this year. The Vikings came back and won a game that the Lions should have won and had won, 28-24. The Saints lose to the Panthers, who needed a win in the worst way, that coaching staff desperately needed to win and got it. Saints just can't get out of their own way right now. They continue to make a lot of mistakes, and they haven't figured out this offense at all yet. And as far as where we are in, in this early season, I would say we're where we expected. The Dolphins 
are doing a little better than people thought. You know the Chiefs and the Bills are going to be right there. I don't think anybody thought the Bills were going to go undefeated this year. If you did, sorry. Uh, The NFC is wide open, but right now you have to be impressed by what the Eagles have done. And now you have to look at the Eagles a little differently in a soft division than you did. And then the Giants, of course, have that Monday nighter against the Cowboys, which will not be an easy game by any stretch. And the Giants, I understand, might be the best 2-0, the worst 2-0 team we've ever seen, and they easily could be 0-2. That's all true. But you know what? They're not. They're 2-0. As they get ready to play the Cowboys tomorrow night, they have a a really realistic chance, a good chance to get to 3-0. Won't be easy. It's a flip of a coin game. 50-50 game at best. They're going to have some problems with the Cowboy defense. And Cooper Rush shows that he can play the position. He beat the Bengals last week. If he beat the Bengals, he can beat the Giants. We know that. But if the Giants get the 3-0, who cares how they got there? If you can... In this league, a bad start can kill a team that had realistic, realistic dreams. And a 3-0 start, a 4-0 start can catapult a team that had no dreams. People start to buy in. The coaching staff works harder. The players buy in. They play hurt. They care more. They, it, they just, everybody in the whole organization buys in to the success. It's intoxicating in the NFL when you win. It can be a real game changer early in the season. That's why every year there are surprises. More so than other leagues, there are big surprises from teams in terms of performance that you don't get. Like a baseball start of the year, you know who's going to be there. In basketball at the start of the year, you know who's going to be there. In football, there's always going to be a couple of really good teams that just didn't get started. And there's going to be a couple of surprises. There are every single year because it's different. And that early season dynamic can change things both negatively and positively. You're looking for the podcast that'll come your way. We'll have one after the Giant game. We'll have uh, our regular ones with baseball and everything else this week. So be looking for all our stuff. BetRivers.com for all your wagering needs. BetRivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. The Bet Rivers Network. Check it out. We'll see you down. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.